The following podcast features two friends discussing their shared love of everything Manchester United. With that in mind, we must warn you that there may be a sprinkling of adult language throughout. If that isn't your cup of tea, then possibly this podcast may not be for you. Well, either that, or you might be a Liverpool fan. Let's get this podcast started. Tuesday, I reordered my prescription. Okay. And it says you have to give them two days notice. So that's what I did. Gave them plenty of notice. So Friday, went, don't have anything for you. Right. How can that be? Could you check? Checked. Nope. Go to the surgery. Went to the surgery and they had cancelled my prescription. Right. Because they believed it was too soon for me to be doing it. Even though I had now run out and kind of needed them because I get horrible withdrawal. Yeah really quickly so excuse my ignorance whenever you get a prescription how long does that last is it like a month or what is it yeah so like 30 day 30 whatever it is yeah pretty much yeah so if you were due to get a new one say you ordered on tuesday what for friday was that when the 30 days was or what what date was it is it because that you ordered it a day early or well the the thing is or what i found early on in the process is when they tell you to order your repeat prescription online because it's it helps them. You do that, but you can't do it too early because they'll say to themselves, you have yeah. enough. It's like, well, hold on. You're asking me to do it online. I know when I'm about to run out. I'm making sure I don't run out. Yeah. The whole palaver will put it through as an emergency, but you have to do... All right, blah, blah, blah. Friday came and went and didn't have any tablets. So from, from pretty much Friday, I've been suffering from horrible withdrawal. So you still don't have any? I do have them now. But now I have to build it up again. <laughs> like what? I mean, if anyone... So if you, you went to get on on Thursday or Friday? Mm-hmm. Did, was it Thursday or Friday that you went to get it? It was Friday. Friday. And they said you have to go to the surgery on Friday? Yes. So you went to the surgery and I'm sure you had to fucking wait for... Oh, yes. Could they not get you something for Friday? No. They said they would try and... Didn't, obviously. Obviously, you know, I don't care. All I want them to realise is I have a mental illness and these pills, if I'm not on them, I suffer from horrible withdrawal. And the withdrawal is essentially fuzzy feeling in my head. I'm really irritable. My mood swings horribly because I'm coming off a drug, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's really, really annoying. So that's that's been my weekend, really. Mm, doesn't sound great. No, hasn't been the best. So when you say you have to build back up, like what does that... What does that mean? Basically, whatever whatever they're putting into my head to le- chemically. Okay, to, to, to level out. To, to, to level me out. Right, you're down, so you need to I'm that, I'm, you know, go back up. Right, okay. So it's 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 that kind of... It, it's really annoying. Do you, do you take the same dosage? I don't mean that you... Oh, yes, you have to take the same dosage. You can't just say... To I, yourself, I need three. You can't, you can't just say to yourself, I've, I've missed three days, so I'll take six. <laughs> what happened? Um, well, probably overdose, to be honest. Okay. But it just means to maintain that level, you take that to maintain. But when you drop down, it takes a couple oh, it, of days it, to get back up yeah. to there. 
once they say you're not on medication anymore, there's no aftercare. Despite the fact that everyone who's ever been on them will tell you it's just withdrawal. I was about to say, you know, you're addicted to a drug in the nicest possible way. By the way, you don't need any more. Bye. It's not an addictive thing. It's no. just now it's... It, but it means it's, 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 it's the same. It's the same as someone, who, not the, yeah. in the same. It's someone was on and saying you're not having it anymore, and if you had, and you're you're into withdrawal, and you're thinking, oh yeah, hold on a minute, you know. And it it, it really is. It's, Surely it's, I should be winged off this. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You, you should be, and because the sheer amount of medication I'm on, when I'm not on it, I do notice quite a difference. Because yeah. the first time, the first time it happened, I wasn't able to keep track of. Well, anything, yeah. really. So when it happened, um, wasn't good. I couldn't understand what was going on, really, mm. until they said, oh, it, it's, it's, you know, you're suffering from withdrawal. And it's like, well... <laughs> that wasn't in the pamphlet. But, but this, well, the thing is, it, it does say that you have to talk with your doctor yeah. when you're coming off them. All of them say that. I previously always said, when I was asked, how's the medication? Shrugged my shoulders. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Once that happened, yeah, and the withdrawal, then you realise just how, how what effect mu- it was happening, how, how much it is affecting what's yeah. going on in your brain. So that's that's how my weekend was, going through withdrawal and trying not to trying not to let my mood swing off a cliff. Yeah, because it it is it's just it, it is horrible. It just for no real reason at all. I'll go from zero to. 130 miles per hour in terms of, of, of just pure anger. Yeah. And, I've no re- and there's no reason for it. It's just the really tiniest little thing. Thankfully, you recorded the Bastion Sveinstecker episode not on that day then. Yeah. Or it might have helped. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. Right. Hello and welcome to Fans United Podcast with your host, Chris Henning. <laughs> Sorry, let's do it again. I, always, I never know what you to never, say. You never know what to say. Just say hello. Hello. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. It's been a long day. It, it, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> well, uh... And I'm Graham Woodcock. I don't need to say hello. This week we will be shouting, Great Scott! As we attempt to predict the future of the 21-22 season. Who wins? Who's doomed? Who's going to claim a massive amount of money for being doomed? <laughs> with a payment that no one really understands and no one really wants anymore. Yeah. And we are also going to be asking who is going to be claiming the magnificent seventh spot, as we will now be bearing witness to a new European competition that only the elitist snobs are looking down upon. I know, but they give it a rubbish name. Was it the Europa Conference? Yes, yes the Europa Conference what, something what, rather. What pops into your head when you the first time you hear that? I accept that. I do, but you have to remember that these tournaments now are really just named by a committee of people who have never played football. Yeah. It's the same with the League Cup. It's no longer the League Cup. It is the Insert Sponsor Here Cup. <laughs> yeah. You know, we used to be the Rumbelows Cup. Remember it was, the, I know. remember Milk Cup, very, very, very old school. Rumbelows. That, spon- that was sponsored by Milk. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And then obviously through Coca-Cola. Yes. Coca-Cola Cup. Capital One. Was it? Yeah, the Capital One Cup. God, what a boring fucking title. The Capital One Cup, who cares? Exactly. But then you've got that brand of sports drink that now... Carabao. It's Chinese, so it must be good. Or their top dollar, I think they're maybe paying. No, no, it must be good. Oh, sorry. Yes, it must be good. It must be good. Sorry, I apologise. Our show is sponsored by the Communist Party (laughs) and whatever. I wish. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) 
I, was just, I did say to Emma when I was watching the uh, Chinese basically winning as many diving goals as they could possibly get their hands on, chucking 14-year-olds into the pool and saying, go on, son. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if we trained our athletes to fear for their lives if they failed, we could probably win everything too. But we we have a democracy, apparently. Oh, yeah, it's uh, some form of democracy. We, we have free will, the freedom to will the politicians we vote for to not be crooked bastards. Yeah, I think we have small sandbox democracy. You know, it's democracy. Democracy within uh, a defined space. I mean, it could be worse. It could be our version of democracy here in Northern Ireland, where you vote for the people you want, and then you vote for the people that you may want if those people don't get yes. the votes, because those votes have to go to someone else's. Yeah. And eventually it go it all goes to the DUP and Sinn Féin anyway, yeah. and we're all stuck in the same pit of young people going, I don't vote because it doesn't change anything. Yeah. There's we- fucking loads of you. I know. Move your ass, fucking teenagers. And I can say that because we don't have teenagers listening. No. Fuck them. <laughs> well, Graham's in good form tonight. Before we go into the future, and because absolutely no one demands its return, local news. It's, it's the segment we will forever push, no matter how much. Well, we do mention that we are from Banbridge, so yeah. we should really tell people what goes on. And based on the Chronicle, it's filled with essentially historical photographs that must be used every yep. week. Charity drives, lots of people doing good work for charities. Yep. I'm never going to complain about. Lots of malcontents breaking the law at pretty much every conceivable moment. Driving, <laughs> drugs, driving and drugs. Everything. And um, <laughs> yes. it's, it's basically one of those scenarios. There was a story, I don't know if you saw it, where the police were called out to Iceland. That's the store, if you're not from these parts. Not the country. Not the country, although P.S. and Iceland has a nice ring to it. P.S. <laughs> Police procedural that is yet to be made, and I'm, I'm waiting for it to happen. But a resident complained about someone on the roof of Iceland. I'm going to shorten the story, okay. essentially. It, was, it wasn't it was, Santa? Well, no. I'm just going to call it local youths on roofs. Okay. Direct quote. They were all around 1718, dressed all in black. Now, far be it for me to cast any aspersions on the person that may or may not have actually witnessed this. Yes. But do you not think it's weird? Because well, one, how does one discern, for example, a culprit's age range well, that's, when they're dressed all in black? Yeah, whenever, whenever you had said that, it's very specific. Well, they're between 17 and 18. Well, when I saw that, I thought, is it the Foot Clan from, from the Ninja Turtles? I <laughs> oh, mean, yeah. You know, that's all they wore, black. Yeah, that's right. They didn't have the purple trim. Yeah, and that would be very hard to see. But there were definitely level. 17 to 18. Mm. 17-year, 18-year-old ninjas on Iceland. That's, so. that, that reads for a better story. It does. I should be writing for the Chronicle, but no. The one thing I do need to raise you on the, okay. the Chronicle, uh, I don't know whether you saw this week's paper. Yes, I did. Because someone in this room was in it. Ooh. From back in the day. From back in the day? Uh-huh. And I, I think I'll have to, on our social media, put, put up the photo. In, in the four or five pages that we have of historical photographs from the 90s? Yes. There's always someone in a field. Is that you? Good Lord. That was me in P6. P6. Now, for... Primary six. For the um, people who listen in Ohio and Texas, what does that mean? I, I was 10, 9 or 10. Don't look at me. I don't remember anything. Yeah. It was in my primary school's... Five-a-side team. We had playing a football tournament in the local leisure centre, which isn't there anymore. No, no, that's the it's cinema the, now, isn't yes. it? Yes. God, that's been some time since that was a leisure centre with mm-hmm. the shallowest pool in history. Yeah. We had some comments on social media recently from your mum. <laughs> your mum texted in to say she listened and uh, really loves the podcast. Yep. Now, I appreciate that, obviously. I obviously appreciate that your mum feels free to contact me and says how much she <laughs> loves it. 
But I keep asking myself <laughs> this one question since that particular comment came around. This is a woman who bore you from her loins. Yes. Has raised you to whatever, 30-something... 37, 38 in September. You know, 38 in September. At some point, she handed off the duties to Gillian. Yes. So there you go. Your turn. <laughs> it's your problem now. Your turn now. So it only leads me to believe that when she's listening to this podcast, you don't call her enough. Well, no, I don't think it's that. I think it is also truthful because my mum is the first person to tell me if something's shite, if something that I do is shite. That sounds quite harsh, but she's truthful, which I really appreciate because you can get false into, oh yeah, that's brilliant, that's brilliant. My mother's not a, a yes person. When she tells me that she's enjoying the podcast, she is enjoying the podcast. <laughs> so, but we did get a couple, I got a couple of text messages and private message from, from other people who are not related to me saying they're enjoying the uh, <laughs> you're enjoying the podcast. And the, the general theme consensus which is run through everyone is, I think now that we're in our studio together, it's just a better podcast when we're together as opposed to... Shouting at each other from Zoom. As someone is... What did you say there, Sonny? <laughs> you kind of went a bit fuzzy. As there's lag, yeah. You know, it's easier to have the conversation. Or, or the age-old. And I did... It's like, what the fuck is that sound? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me every time I was editing it. It was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I think there's a lot of love out there for the podcast in its current complete form. form. <laughs> complete form. Christ. Ah... <laughs> <sighs> Anyway. Oh, by the way, I should really mention, uh, I have started to read Colin Hassard's book. Hey! Yes, Colin Trossard of the... Uh, I did figure out where I got the Trossard name from. I had been playing football manager before you came. Of course. I'd obviously been looking at a new gen called Trossard. Also, congratulations to me. I finally got an under-23 side for Wrexham. Yes. Um, How long did that take? Ten years. Ten years of Ryan Reynolds and Robin, Rob Mac... El Maca, whatever, L-O-N-E? L-O-N-E? whatever his name is, he does that. He does a show on Apple TV. The so guy obviously from no one Philadelphia. Is he from Philadelphia? No, um, he's not from Philadelphia, is he? No, it's, is he not from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Not the film Philadelphia. That's completely different. Started reading it. It's called Age of the Microwave Dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is available in all good bookstores and some really rubbish ones. And I have to say, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. He's uh, he speaks to me. He does. To be honest, he does speak to me. It took me a while to realise that we went to the same school. You went to the academy. Oh, okay. It's a couple of years above me in, in this. And then, because I knew I, I recognised him. I don't even know how we started following each other on social media. But that's, that's obviously how Well, I think, how it, uh, let's be honest, social media being such a new thing, it was anybody who lived within yeah. a radius, according to Facebook. Who did I go to Facebook, school with? <laughs> yeah. It was a case of ad, ad, ad. And then yeah. five years later, you're going, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. If you are interested in some poetry from Northern Ireland, I would highly recommend. Varane's in the bag. Pre-season is now over. Yep. Uh, Jack Grealish is getting paid 300 a week. Fucking scandalous, in my opinion. But that's 300 pounds a week? 300... Well, th- <laughs> he should be getting 300 pounds a week. Th- what did I say? I said, 300 oh, pounds a week. No, I'm pretty sure. I th- did I say K? No. 300 and... I think it was 369,000 pounds. 369,000? That's what? ridiculous. That's- and don't get me wrong, I have no... Ill feeling towards him in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely he's a, not. No, he is not worth that money, and he's not worth that wage. Of course not. But here's the thing: if they are going to try and sign Kane, Harry Kane can just turn around and say, "Hold on, you're giving that fucker three hundred sixty yeah. half a million, please three hundred sixty-nine thousand. Yep, it's ridiculous. Ah, it's it, it is scandalous. I know. But regardless, the league is finally upon us. Yes, finally, our drought of football is over. 
Oh, I know. It's a it's a double-edged sword. It's I cannot wait mixed with oh no, what if we lose? Uh, there's that. I'm I'm still I am still a little worried about the sheer amount of football that players are actually being made to play yeah. at this moment in time. I mean, I, someone rightly pointed out, everyone had worried that at the Euros we would see a tournament that's ravaged by fatigue and injuries, but because of the players that have been through a very condensed season, yeah. that didn't really happen. No. There has to be a breaking point somewhere. Because next summer, for example, the break will be a week shorter than usual because it has to accommodate the winter World Cup. Yes. There's just eight free days between the final Premier League game uh, of the first part of the season and the opening game in Qatar. Really? Yeah. So by May 2023, leading European and South American players will have, in effect, squeezed three and a third club seasons plus two major international tournaments into three years. To me, that sounds unsustainable. Yeah. I I know we always joke about... Crikey, they're paid that much. All they do is train and play football. But they are, I mean... They're humans? Well, they're humans, but they're elite athletes as well. We can't just say they're just footballers. They are elite athletes. Their whole fitness, their whole training regime, everything is about trying to maintain peak performance throughout an entire season. Yeah. I think what you're also going to find is very, very clear last season when you could see the condensed season that they didn't have training. They had warm times. Well, yeah. Well, what, <laughs> Recovery. What, what, sure, we said in a previous podcast how it's no surprise that when an international break occurred, West Brom yeah. beat Chelsea 5-2 mm-hmm. because most of their players weren't playing international football and that gave Sam time to work on what he wanted them to do. Sam and, players. And, yes, but they looked a better team from yeah. that point, point on. They obviously didn't work yeah. for them, but they did look a better team. That's why this prediction thing I've had a bit of a problem with. Part of me is still going, you know what, we're still in that condensed season. Pre-season hasn't been the best for a lot of teams, but... I've got to agree with you. You know, at least, but at least some of the players that I've been thinking of from last season will now have played with their teams mm-hmm. for a year. So it's been, it, I'm conflicted on a number of points. And we did say last week it was going to be based on the squads as they were. Yeah. As, as of now, today. As of, as of now. Yeah. And today is... The ninth, I think. I know that Lukaku is essentially doing his medical. Mm-hmm. So do we include Lukaku in it, it the Chelsea was, squad? Well, because I, I think we should, personally, because it is there. It is happening. Okay, well, I suppose to answer that, if we start off, who do we think? Well, we, we might as well start because we, we'll have that, that conversation. Well, we might as well start. We've been starting for ages. We have been starting for ages. So who do you think is going to win the league? Who do you have? Honestly, in my list, last week it was Man City. This week, it is Man City. So it hasn't changed much. It's it's Man City with me too. It hasn't changed much. No, if I'm if I'm thinking head, it's Man City. Heart, obviously, I think I think we're United. We're going to push closer than than last season. But it's dependent on United need to be more consistent this year. But there's a lot of variables with that. I just think overall, if I'm if I'm thinking you know logically with my City have the best squad in depth in yes. the whole. Per- uh, like they should be walking the league every single year. Well, with, they have. With, with they have been most well, of the time until Liverpool. I, I know, but again, most I don't think they, I don't think been. they've had all their own way in uh, the the past. 10 years that maybe people expected them to win it every single year. Maybe exaggerated as that sounds. When you look at what riches they have available to themselves, they haven't always maybe made the right choice. But I think right now with their squad, they definitely have the best squad in depth in every single position. They now have, with Grealish, they now have seven or eight of the same player. Mm. Uh, The quality there. The fact they don't have 
Harry Kane at the moment or S striker, whatever they're going to do there. I don't think they categorically need that player. I think they will eke their way around something. If they did, then you would have to say that's fairly formidable. But at the end of the day, it's still football. They can still be beaten. But I would have to think, you know, they would, for me, would be the favourites. And I put United second because I do think on last season's form towards the, the end, what let United down. I didn't think they were ever going to be in a title challenge, but what let them down was the consistency. They just didn't have that. Now with adding Varane in there, yes, Sancho was a brilliant signing, but when you had add Varane and you've got Henderson as a goalkeeper, two of probably, I never thought I would ever say this in my life, two of the best defenders in the world at the moment within Varane and Harry Maguire after the, the tournament in the summer. Mm, after, after the Euros. I have to put him up there with, with saying, saying that, and I never thought I would. They've got a strong spine there. And with Sancho, they're adding more players that can unlock that defence. I think where United's issue maybe is, everyone's talking about this, this CDM player. Yes, it would be nice to have that. But where United fell down last season, when teams were putting two banks up against, they couldn't unlock that. I think the key for United adding that Sancho you have Greenwood, you have Fernandez, you have those players, you have more players there who like to make a bit of space and unlock defence. Mm. And that's where I think United fell down last season, whereas okay. I think they now have an added player in there to help unlock the defences. Okay. Well, City for me, the way I looked at it, I mean, bar Scott Carson last week, they hadn't really made any signings. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the same squad that yeah. won the league. Aguero not being there, I don't think matters that much because when Aguero was there, Pep didn't really like using him, Yeah, which I always found strange. But hey, you know, that's an issue between those two, whatever it is. I'm still confused because the Grealish transfer... I. I don't understand it. It's not that I don't understand it. I understand it from the point of view that you're buying a 26-year-old for the next six years. That's grand. You're going to get him as he's entering his prime. Mm -hmm. And your aim is to turn a good player into a great player. And with Grealish offers you some tactical flexibility in terms of where you want to put him or where you know who you're going to rotate him with. He can rotate with Sterling on the left. He can rotate with Foden on the right. He can he can play as a false nine. He can play as a ten. He can play as an eight. From what I'm reading, the idea behind it is he's going to be swapping mostly with Gondwan as as a number eight. Yeah. Where my confusion with the Grealish transfer is how they're going to use him. Because where he was effective was on the ball driving forward Mm. and getting fouled a lot. City don't need that. City don't need someone who's getting fouled a lot. And one, they don't really take advantage of the set pieces. And two, they don't need them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be in control of the ball a lot more. So I, I I am intrigued as to what... Guardiola's going to do with Grealish. I just thought that a striker was a bigger priority. And if you're going to spend 100 million on activating a release clause that you weren't aware of, <laughs> which, yeah. I, which I found hilarious, why not pay the extra 30 or whatever it's going to be to, to get Harry Kane? Yeah. I, I still believe they're going to do it. I don't know why, but I still believe they're going to do it. I think apparently that depends on the. the, the on sales. Sign in from Inter. Spurs, is it uh, Marti, Martinez? Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. yeah. He's a good, he's a good striker. Uh, appar- well, just what I'm, I don't, what I'm I don't understand why he would want to go to Spurs though from Inter. Money. That's what I'd read. That it was if they signed him for sixty million, then the Kean transfer would be a lot. There'd be we have a replacement. No. I, this is probably the first transfer window where clubs have literally went. Yes, we want your money. We want it all now. Yeah. Barcelona especially want your money <laughs> because they're in shitloads of debt. Yeah. And they're trying to sell players. I mean, I, they even talked about cancelling contracts just to yeah. get them away until they realised 
we would be in a legal shitstorm if that happened. So if you want to buy our players, feel free. And people are going, no? Yeah. No, we'll we'll just wait until it's half that price. I'm still still amazed that people are still linked with Coutinho. He, obviously, he's not from from England. He's not from Liverpool. And and a lot of Brazilian players want to play for Madrid or Barcelona. So I understand his head was turned, but he was one of the best players. Hmm. When he got the ball on the corner, you knew that he was going to curl that into the top corner. Oh, yeah. He was on fire. Though the money that Liverpool got for him, they would be... Absolutely. Well, hold on. We should, we should point out the money that they got for him on paper because they still don't have it. Yes. Which is why, <laughs> which is why when Liverpool fans still go on and almost lionising that transfer because, but yeah, we sold him for this and that funded this. It's like, well, actually, now we know that's all bollocks because <laughs> they still owe you yeah. sixty million. Yeah, you didn't actually fund X, Y, and Z with that. So your net transfer theory, which I've never, I've never understood this nonsense, and I, I, I will reiterate it. I've said it before on this podcast. This utter bollocks about. Oh yeah, but you bought the title. You buy, you buy the title all the time. Well, hold on, you buy players too. Ah, but it's net spend. Fuck off. You bought a player. Klopp himself identified yeah. that his goalkeeper was shaky, yeah. and he had, and he yeah. had a centre back problem. What did he do? He Nearly- bought the title. 80 million on a really good goalkeeper yeah. and 80 million on a cracking centre back. Yeah. There's no fucking problem with it. It's when clubs spend money badly mm-hmm. and it shows. Yes. That's when it becomes a problem. And Manchester United are the yes. best at that in the recent yeah. history. So going back to City, City have a very good defence. Yeah. That's that defence is solid. Now, realistically, they're not going to improve in that defence uh, in the transfer market, I don't think. Diaz and Stones, I think, are a very good partnership now. Mm-hmm. Kyle Walker is still excellent, and whoever yep. and whoever they play on left side doesn't really matter. That defence is pretty solid. Defences win your titles. Yeah, I'll always say that. Uh, Brian, the great Brian Clough always said that. Can't see City not winning the title, but I do think it will be closer. Where I've got a problem is who I am... T- I'm saying is second and third because I'm I'm really conflicted. Last week I would have said United. Mm-hmm. This week I'm not sh- I'm not so sure. All I know is it's going to be a close run title race, and I think the team that has got the better I'll be honest the better squad in depth. And now that they've signed or they are in the process of signing because he's have, having a medical striker who will score you goals in the Premier League. Yeah. And I did say in a previous podcast that if you looked at his stats, if you looked at his goal conversion rate, if he had stayed, he, we probably would have been talking about one of the best strikers United have ever had yeah. of all time. And I still believe that, even though his first touch is still poor. Does he have one? Well, that's the problem. But in international football and Italy, because it's a slower pace, yeah. you don't have brutes bearing down on you at 100 miles per hour for, uh, for 90 minutes of game time. Yeah. When it's a slower pace of football, you can kind of get away with it a bit. In the Premier League, you, you kind of can't. Stephen McCauley, as you know, Chelsea fan, when I told him that looks like you're, you're getting Lukaku, his reaction was, not fussed. And I was surprised by that. But he, he's going to score your goals. and He will. And I'm- the thing with Chelsea is, and again, because I... Keep talking about defences will win you titles. Tuchel proved how good he is at marshalling a defence last season. Yeah. And they have all the tools defensively to keep clean sheets. And that is half the battle. So I, I do think Chelsea are probably going to run City the closest. Yeah. But I think we're still going to be close as well. I, I'd obviously, from what you're talking, you have City. I have City, United and Chelsea. Mm. I do agree 
the United and Chelsea positions could could flip. Obviously, I don't want that. No, at I don't. All. No, I don't well, want for, it. For, I want the United me, first, but. For me, where I'm just the jury's out slightly on Lukaku is just the previous experiences that when he's not fussed, he just... Yeah, I, th- I know. And, and I, I did does say he this. suit how Chelsea plays? Look, if you're a good enough player, you should suit wherever you're playing. Yeah. Or the manager will make you suit. He will fit everything in place yeah. for you. As I said in the previous podcast, I understood why he probably wasn't fussed. Because let's be honest, if you were in that, if you were in that toxic environment, yeah. you would have wanted out mm-hmm. as well. My only problem was he he does have this tendency to build muscle. It slows him down. Yeah. I mean, I, I still remember the Lukaku and that ripped us a new one when he played for West Brom. Yes, he was. He was big. He was powerful, but yeah. he was he was pacey. Yeah. He had pace to burn, mm-hmm. but he keeps building on this muscle. And even in the second season, when people were saying how oh he's overweight, it's like he's not overweight. I mean, well, well, he, it, yes, he is. He's not all, fat, but it's all it's, muscle. Yes, and that, you know, it has noticeably slowed him down. Mm-hmm. And he even admitted that. Yeah, that I, think, was, I think I think just know. the just where the jury's out. With me at the moment, I don't have any doubt in his ability of uh, goal score. Those seasons at the United, he was our top scorer, and the season that we sold him, we sold our top scorer. So I'm not saying here he's useless. He can he he will score you goals. Absolutely not. And I'll always be indebted for that great evening in Paris where he scored the, the them goals, the first goal to bring us back into that. So he he is a good player. He did get more lean and um, when he went to, to Italy, but you're it's a slower it's a different league. It's just I've got that little nagging doubt in the back of my head as to will he go back to it's it's which Lukaku are we gonna get? But as I say, that Chelsea's defence and midfield Defensively, very solid. Yeah. And the inclusion of Mendy as goalkeeper really, really helped Chelsea last season. He looks like a cracking goalkeeper. Yeah. It has to be said. Their midfield of Kante and and A and other person, it doesn't matter because Kante is doing, you know, (laughs) any team with Kante is going to have a shout. Yeah. And Tuchel, he's a cracking manager. I personally always thought he was wasted at Paris Saint-Germain because, I mean, what's the challenge? No, I I, I get that. The only thing I will say is he's came in and I was out at the weekend with uh, friends. I know. Well, one's a United fan. I didn't get invited. And one, well, one's a United fan and one's an Everton fan. And the United fan is not. He was just. He's he's not an Ole guy. Yeah, I, I, I get. I'm, I'm getting a lot of Man United fans who are very much don't believe in Ole. It's like you've had two years. What the fuck are you not believing? I know. Well, look, but and he and he was throwing up this. Tuchel came in and won the European Cup, and I said, look, that's fine. But for me, you know. That's a cup competition that he won. And don't get me wrong, brilliant. And he did sure them up in, in the league. But like anything, see what it's like on a full season. A full season in the Premier League. You know, it's a different beast. And I'm not saying he's not going to do it. Mm. But I just think the jury's out to say he's way better than him. I've always marvelled at that. Steve and I had this discussion last week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were having a chat. And I was picking his brain, obviously, because he's a massive Chelsea fan. And we were chatting about that final. And he, he will freely admit that that was City's title to win. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. We all know that. But Pep does this thing where, for whatever reason, ever since he's left Barcelona, he's decided right at the last moment to it, tweak something. To something. To tweak one little thing because I need people to stroke my ego. <laughs> and that thing usually yeah. ends up costing him. And yeah. in that final, it did. Because mm-hmm. if Fern- Fernandinho or Rodri were playing in that position, that space would have been covered. Yeah. And what happened when that space wasn't covered? They scored a goal. Yeah. Two but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away. Because I do think 
Tuchel is a very, very good coach. And you know what? Mm. If he goes on and, and, and wins the league or does, you know, I, I stand corrected. I just mm. think each manager has a different team, a different way they want to play, yeah. a different different everything. And I just don't think it's, it's, I think it's a very simplistic viewpoint. The other major factor is Havertz. What people forget, when he joined the club last summer, he also got COVID and it took a lot out of him. Mm. And we only really started to see Havertz in the latter part of the season as the season was ending. The Havertz that we saw in the Euros is the real Havertz. So having that kind of a player in your squad to full fitness, no COVID, hopefully, that will be massive for them. Werner, again, (laughs) Werner. But in fairness to Werner... And I'm, and I'm going to say this about a number of players. There are a number of players that were bought in last summer and people were expecting them all to be world beaters yeah. from the moment they set foot on the pitch. And they weren't. Again, we have to remember, it's a, it was a condensed season. Mm-hmm. Most pre-seasons were spent either in quarantine yeah. or working on your fitness because essentially game X was being cancelled. Pre-seasons were being scrapped, scrambling around to find out play now yeah and then the season started as we know united were undercooked city looked undercooked yeah but they got up to speed quicker than us mm-hmm. and a couple of teams looked kind of undercooked and it took them a while so now we've got a pre-season of players who have had a full season with their respective teams and in chelsea's case a full season with two different managers yeah um and tuchel now has a better idea of who he wants in his squad how he wants to play i'll be interested to see what formation he plays this season um, because he he did go into a back three a lot at the tail end of last season I am curious as to whether he goes back to a four Mm. because if it's a three if it's a three well we've seen how defensively solid they are but they they aren't in the league they kind of had a problem breaking teams down at times but again with a fully fit Havertz and Werner they know how to play they know who their teammates are and now they've got Lukaku to aim at (laughs) I would be very surprised if Chelsea aren't there or thereabouts come yeah. the end of the season. That's the same how I feel with us. I feel like we'll be we'll be there or thereabouts. I personally I do think we're 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 short a midfielder. I do think we we need someone like a Neves. Personally. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah. Quite rightly say we had problems with the low block. We are going to have a Sancho. Hopefully we've had better pre-season. From the Everton game, it looked like we had a, yeah. a much better pre-season. I know. That, Delo but, looks like a world leader. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, you don't go to Italy without learning how to defend. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's going to provide cover, great. Personally, I would have liked to have seen Kieran Trippier. I do rate him very highly. Was instrumental in how that Atletico Madrid side played last yeah. year. And you knew that because once he got the 10-game ban for simply confirming to a friend, yeah, I'm moving... I'm moving house. Oddly enough, it's to Madrid. Um, for some weird reason, it was his fault yeah. that someone won a lot of money. It's like, what the fuck? Atletico Madrid went apoplectic. They tried every trick in the book to get him off that because they needed him. In those 10 games, they weren't as dynamic as they were when, oddly enough, he came back. Yeah. I do think 30 million for a 30-year-old on with a one year on his contract left. If we are going to play a 4-3-3, do I see Matic being mobile enough to do that? No. McTominay is mobile enough. I still think McTominay is a centre-back in waiting. (laughs) Mind you, every time I think that, he ends up pulling off a barnstorming box-to-box midfielder display. Pogba. Pogba is still going to be Pogba. Oh, we've lost the ball. I'll jog back and ferociously point my arm in the direction yeah. of the man who's running away from me. That, my Tackle po- him! Yeah, Tackle him! The Pogba thing's still going to be there. I don't know. Who knows? I do think we'll be there. Yeah. There or thereabouts. Varane, from- Varane's definitely a fantastic signing. He still has... 
He's what twenty eight, so a he's good, he's a good four four I mean, seasons. We're buying a man in his prime. Yeah, still astounded by it. Mm-hmm. Now, if he turns out to be Bastian Schweinsteiger, I'm finding out where his hometown is, and by God, they're being letter bombed. I was just about to say that. By letter bombing, I mean they're being bombed with letters, <laughs> not actual bombs. I like the way you you yeah. Well, because we're from Northern Ireland, okay. we need to kind of That's say right. that there are people in the world who still think we're a war zone. Yeah, we're not. We don't really have a war zone here anymore. It's basically a cult of indifference. (laughs) So moving on, I think we have City, United, Chelsea in... Well, I have have United at third. Fourth, I have went with... (laughs) I have went with Liverpool. The year they won the league completely threw me because they were electric. Not that that threw me, but they were so good. And then I know they had their injuries last season. But they were so shit. So with the, the players that are coming back, I know I saw the, the, the Robertson injury, but with those players coming back, they could either win the league again or or have another average season. I'm really conflicted about Liverpool. Because again, what have they added? Ibrahima uh, Konate from yeah. Red Bull Leipzig. He is a beast. He's got pace. Yeah. Um, very interesting. But I- you, you look, at their, look at their front three and it is brilliant still, but it's what Liverpool is going to show up. But I, but I still have them. In, in fourth. Really conflicted about Liverpool, most because I remember having a conversation with a Liverpool fan and they steadfastly refused to listen to any point of argument I, I tried to make, no matter how reasonable I was in constantly repeating, yes, United are in fact shite. I agree with you. My problem is Liverpool's bench is still not that good. You look at you look at every other club. Yes, yeah. Um, the strength that, and depth is that great. You know, you look at City, strength and depth. Yeah. Chelsea, strength and depth. Even United has better, uh, has marginally better strength and depth yeah. now than than we did. Yeah. Especially with the two new signings. If the Jesse Lingard of the end of last season, the end of last yeah. season turns up, that's a good addition. Again, fit, motivated, wants to play. We've got some good youth. Yeah. But with Liverpool, I think about their bench, Shakiri, who I know will come on. In the 75th minute. Yeah. And will be essentially anonymous until he gets one touch in the 88th. Yeah. Cater, who barely gets used. Yeah. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain as well, who kind of went to Liverpool with some fanfare. and Played well. Really, Played you know, well for a bit, yeah, but, but then, got, but the then got injured. Yeah. Time, I, I said, because they had the electrifying season where they, where they finished the league second. Mm-hmm. But for some weird reason, some supporters kept calling into radio stations saying that they should be given the trophy because they they came joint top. It's like, no, you came second. Yeah. You didn't win. Put down the phone. Yeah. Stop smoking it. Of course, for the season they won, they were as electric, but I... I, And this is just me talking, so it's just my opinion. If you disagree with it, fine, but it's It's, my opinion. It's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. I felt they weren't as electric as they were in the season they came second. I felt that there was a bit of a drop-off at times, but not. it was marginal. It, it was marginal. It was marginal, but you also, again, not that I, I, I like defending Liverpool, but the February-March, wherever COVID hit, yes. they stumbled over the line after that, but there was such a big layoff, and that, that can oh, be yeah, understandable. But, 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 understandable. But, but I know I know what you mean beforehand, the, the, that they weren't as... They were still putting teams oh, yes, away, but they were winning, yeah. but the way they were doing it, it was how, how far they they ground out. I remember they're playing Sheffield United. They were didn't get anywhere, 
and then they won one nil because they yes. got to go. There was a mistake, and they, they grounded it as opposed to the year before. It was where they were just pounding teams, yes. and it was yes. it was almost relentless. Now they had been kind of playing that football the year before that as well. And I said after Liverpool had won the title, saying, "Well done, enjoy it because you know you should enjoy every title win because mm-hmm. it may be it may be your last <laughs> for for a while. You ne- you just yeah. never you just never know. Oh no no no, we'll be dominating for years." And I said, "Do you think so?" And he went, "Oh yeah, we'll dominate for years." It's like how. How, how do you propose that to happen? Because I don't see a regenerative cycle yeah. with the transfers. You know, there's not that many players of a certain age being brought into the club and then being used. Mm-hmm. And any player that has been bought in the last so many years, yeah. they're not really getting on the pitch that long. And I said, a lot of it looks, to me, there's a parallel with Borussia Dortmund. Well, there, there is. Borussia Dortmund went through the same cycle where the same first team played year on year on year, playing that heavy metal football, as yep. Klopp called it. And they were buying players. Until it but broke those, down. But those players were not getting on the pitch. Yeah. Well, well the reason why, why? is well, they, they weren't up to the, the, the level because yeah. for me, looking at that side of football, as amazing as it is, they're human beings. You can only pay at 110% for so long before your body collapses. And that's my issue. So I would, I would argue that Liverpool's starting 11 was the best in the league. Their squad... Not so much. And that's the problem. To play that kind of football, you need to be giving minutes to every player to get them up to speed. Essentially, you would need 22 players. You do. Of the same quality. And I I think that's the problem that Klopp has. He can't can't chop and change too much. He can't find those. And now those players are now a year older. Will they've had a better rest? It's arguable that they haven't. I haven't heard of any... Transfer news. I, yeah. I, I, I was speaking to one Liverpool fan over the weekend in Higgins's who was convinced that because it's all quiet, that means Mbappe's coming. It's like they are going to hold on to Mbappe until he retires. Where the, are the Liverpool age getting the money but to buy Mbappe? That, well, they say because they're not spending money. That proves they have it. It's like, oh, uh, okay. So they're going to spend $150 million But I, I swear, I, that sort of money. I, I, I hope Mbappe does go to Liverpool at some point because I fear that that man's going to die at the grand old age of 98 and Liverpool fans are going to send start hating him for not signing. It's like, yeah. it's like, where's that coming from? Because I, and the problem is as well, just going on a tangent here about elite footballers such as Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, Haaland. These arseholes are being paid far too much money and they're only going to be paid more money by idiots who will pay it. And therefore, you will end up in a situation where, oh, fuck, we're like Barcelona. Yeah. Where we've been paying stupid amount of money for this one player on the idea that it makes us better. Yeah. And it doesn't. It no. makes us poorer. I mean, what was it? This Again, one of, the, one of these guys at the weekend was saying, oh, you know, shirt sales alone. Paris Saint-Germain signed Messi. Shirt, shirt sales alone more than make up for that. It's like... He's going to be paid stupid amount of money. How many shirts do you think Paris Saint-Germain are really going to sell to make that much money? It's like I have never once in any of my research, reading, autobiographies, anything, have I ever read anywhere that player X and his name on shirt Y has made shitloads of money that we could have done whatever we wanted. Never, ever, ever, (laughs) ever happens it's a dream yeah so i'm taking it from this you don't have liverpool in fourth then no i don't i've got leicester oh i have leicester in fifth i've leicester i've put leicester in 
fourth because I put them fifth because they're choke artists. I've put them fourth because there's only so many times, <laughs> and that's me be, being very harsh. There's, there's only so many times you can you can have that problem, and you're going to turn the light on, but there's no bulbs working. Ha ha ha! If you bear with me, I will put a light on. No, that's fine. No, it's fine. That you are afraid of the dark. <laughs> okay, you know I know the daylight is slowly fading, but. Um, Leicester, in the past couple of seasons, the reasons why they've dropped off is usually because they've been getting injuries at the wrong time. Yeah. This season, they're getting injuries at the right time at the start of the season. <laughs> so Fofana won't be there yeah. until next year, which is very sad, because I think he's a cracking defender. But then Charity Shield, you know, the, yeah. well, I keep calling it the Charity Shield, it's the I Community know. Shield now, or whatever fucking thing it is called. Yes. You know, big, rather large plate that's very impractical. Or anything doesn't doesn't hold fruit. No, doesn't sit well. Can't be used as a dish. And it's just, it's no one cares. Um, I think I think they've got a good squad, and they, I do like Brendan Rodgers. I think he gets a, a bad rap for people saying he's always always he can't he, he's not quite elite level. What he's done at, at, at Leicester with, with the, the funds they have. And that's not to say that they have little funds. They've just bought very well. They do, and I think they bought very well this summer. Patson Dacker, that's mm-hmm. him from. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg. He looks like the kind of player Leicester usually kind of buy. Someone who... What, the had, one that Chelsea are going to buy in two seasons? Yeah, pro- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's got pace. He's got two good feet. Yeah. Looks very technical. Has a good shot on him. And I've seen Dakar play. He does look like the kind of player that you can say, OK, Vardy's not going to be playing every game this season. Yeah. He's eventually going to slow down, but they still have Vardy. And Vardy still scores goals. He does, yeah. And credit to that man. How how at his age he can still keep going at that intensity is brilliant. Defensively, Leicester have a you know a very good base with Schmeichel and Sionchu. Mm-hmm. They've shown their flexibility with the Community Shield by playing a back three with Ndidi there mm-hmm. because they didn't have anybody else because the rest of them are all def- uh, are all injured. So it'll be interesting that they I think they're going to buy a center back or some sort of defensive cover. They've made a very shrewd signing, Ryan Bertrand on a free. Okay. From Southampton. That is a very good signing because he he was pretty good for Southampton. So for them to lose him on a free and Leicester to pick him up, that's no, no. that's a shrewd bit well, of business. You're keeping a a player who has lots of Premier League experience, yeah. you know, I, in a position that it just frees up, then they don't have to play the same player all the time. And I do think winning the FA Cup, and now they've won the Community Shield. It's still a cup. There's, it, it, well, according to Mancini, it was a cup, and then Mourinho and Moyes. I agree, it is a cup. I, I, it's a glorified friendly. It might be, but it's still a cup. It's a glorified friendly. It could easily be You played. have to win the yeah. FA Cup or win the league to qualify for it. That's pretty impressive. <sighs> we'll agree to disagree on this, on, on the importance of this game. Okay. And said plate but I think winning the FA Cup and coming close again to top four there's just a drive about this Leicester side and they quietly go about their business doing the same things and they do the same things well and that comes from the very top right down to pitch level that's the thing and for me I I just have a feeling that Leicester are going to get that fourth spot this year well I think obviously not at the expense of United in any way shape or form but I I, I hope they do too because I like everything about the the club how they run from top to bottom you know with the owners and everything that's a well-run business it is they know what the club wants and what the club means to the community they don't try to squeeze the fans for 
everything that they've they've got. They fund whatever the manager wants. Whoever makes the decisions there, the transfer thought goes into it. Yeah. Um, they buy well. Um, yes, they've won the FA Cup and they've they've obviously roared to a success in the the charity shape well, um, at the start of the season. But uh, yeah, I think everyone pretty much their home form wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. But Leicester had very good away form. They only lost three games away all season. That's rubbish. United didn't lose at all. Exactly. But it was crucial. I mean, they won 11, 11 games, drew five, lost three away. Yeah. And at home, nine wins, one draw, nine losses. If they could have, if they yeah. could have kept a couple of those losses as draws. So, and a lot of the time it was because of injuries at yeah. the wrong time of the season. I think where I'm also coming to that when you're looking at, you know, granted, our order is slightly different, but you have City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. You know, there's only four places. I just think, it, for me, it'll depend what Liverpool show up next season. I do agree. Could, I do agree. I, I mean, Liverpool. Liverpool, the other thing about Liverpool that I, I noticed, because I have Liverpool fifth, obviously, yeah, because I've put Leicester fourth. For me, again, all the things I've said about Liverpool, I'm still not sure if that if that is a Liverpool that's going to turn out, if, that's, if it's the same squad that is going to try and play that style of football, but they're all a year older. Yes, they're all still fit, they're all still supreme athletes, but they've lost Wijnaldum, did an awful lot for that midfield. Saying that, Thiago might turn out to be like a new signing mm-hmm. this season because he's now had a year playing with the side. Yeah. He's now got a proper pre-season where they can actually work on tactical plans and what he probably is meant to be doing. And you did see he was starting to get better toward the tail end of the season. Yeah. So that... That may make a difference. Obviously, Virgil van Dijk coming back and Gomez coming back will be like two new signings. Will van Dijk 100% will be like a new signing. Provided, and you know, mean this very sincerely, hopefully his injury hasn't taken away yeah. something from him. Because yeah. I know that kind of an injury... It, it could be in your head as you well. Know, it can be in your head, but it, it can rob you physically. Yeah. It was that serious an injury. But I, I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. And this is not, I'm a Man United fan, I'm conflicted because fuck them, it's Liverpool. Which still holds true at times. Yeah, no, but, I think we're being we're very honest. And I'm being honest be, that I'm I just, have Liverpool, for me, as I said at the start, that Liverpool team with Van Dijk back with that front three, they could win the league because yeah. they have won the league. I just don't know what Liverpool were going to get because they were... So, so different last season. Yeah. It's it's such a weird one because they're top, as you say, that the front three and Yotta was a was a very good buy for them. The goals shared amongst that top three what was it Salah scored twenty two, Mane scored eleven, and Yotta and Firmino both scored nine. Beyond that three, the next top goal scorers were two players with two goals. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of goals being scored by other members of the team. And we have that problem as well. Leicester, however, didn't have that problem. They had Vardy as their top goal scorer with 15, Iheanacho with 12. Yeah. Then you had Harvey Barnes with nine, Madison with eight, and Tielemans with six. So Mm -hmm. their entire attacking unit contributed. Well, in saying that, if you look at the total goals scored, did Liverpool score more goals than Leicester? Dude, I don't know. I think I think I've, they did. I've, so I I don't I don't care. I, I don't mean the this, way it I wrote this if, on the back of a magazine. Yeah, if the if the if if the, the three the top three who are supposed to score score all the goals and no no one else scores, then you don't care. Mm. For for us, you know, the goals were were shared about like our top score scorer was a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well attacking midfielder whatever you want so I do get your point on list I think it will be close after that if you look at 6th this is where it got difficult for me you may laugh at this one but I have Spurs in 6th oh fuck me what because really I have a sneaking suspicion that Harry Kane's going nowhere (laughs) 
He may not be, but he certainly isn't going to be scoring any goals. It's August. He doesn't play in August. <laughs> yeah, that is right, but he'll still end up top scorer. I mean, he, he really hates August. He really does. He's probably thinking, well, I played the Euros, I'm going to have a, the full month off. <laughs> this is where it got difficult for me because I was looking at the overall teams, the points, and I I, I find it difficult. I'm just going to go to the, the last three. I went Spurs, Arsenal in seventh. As much as Arsenal have went downhill, mm. I think they've made a couple of decent signings and it's a it's in the right direction. They've, they're trying to address their defensive issues hmm. and okay. to limit the goals that they're conceding because the goals that they're conceding are some of the defending is, is, was comical last season. I've went completely left field here. I've also put down leads if they can be consistent because I think as much as it pains me again as a United fan, if leads were more consistent, I will hold my hands up whenever they started playing the first game of the season. It might have been Liverpool. I can't remember. It might have been Liverpool, but they were playing full tilt. And I said, they're going to get battered this season if they play like that every time and they're going to get relegated. Well, I had egg (laughs) on my face because they didn't. So if they could be a little bit more consistent, I could see them getting into the, the top seven. Because if you're asking me between Spurs, Arsenal and Leeds, who is better attacking? I would say Leeds. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually have Leeds in sixth. Oh! I think they've had a year in the Premier League. They've got a better idea of what it takes. Yeah. And considering their first season with Bielsa, holy shit. Yeah. Was it, a, it was a cracking season for yeah. them. I mean, who honestly, hands on heart, who would have predicted Patrick Bamford scoring 17 goals in a season? No. In the Premier League? Definitely not. Stuart Dallas yep. was absolutely imperious for them. It's like a, a player reborn. You know, and this is before we talk about one of the players of the summer in Calvin Phillips. Yeah. So this summer, they have, again, I've got so many pieces of fucking paper around me, it's not even funny. This summer, they've, they've finally made that Jack Harrison transfer permanent. Okay. Because he was previously on loan. Now, yeah. Jack Harrison, I thought, should have been in the England squad. Because if you look at his numbers, mm-hmm. he was in the same bracket as Rashford and Sterling in terms of chances created. It's a big call, though. You know, I, I think I think he was he is a very good player, and he made that lead side tick yeah. as much as Stuart Dallas. And they've made some interesting additions. Of course, they've they've bought Junior Firpo yeah. from Barcelona for left back to the youngster Lewis Bate. From Chelsea. Now, I've talked to Stephen about Lewis Bates, and a lot of Chelsea fans will tell you they are very sad to see him go. But they've been sad to see a number of the young players go. <laughs> yeah. But the, but they recognise they want to go play football. But if he if he kicks on, and considering what Bielsa has done with the players at Leeds, yeah. how could he not? I, I mean, look at Phillips. They're not going to have second season syndrome. I think they're going to have some abhorrent results. That's, like, that's they, my They're my going to have a few. I do have a sneaky suspicion they're going to get sixth. I'm more confident with the first five, which we, we discussed. Mm. It then got all hazy, if I'm being honest with you, because for me, Leeds, the second season syndrome, it's not so much that they will have it, but their style of play, it reminded me a bit like Blackpool. Do you remember they came up and then the next season everyone learned how to play with them? I, well, I don't mean to the degree because Blackpool started off amazing and then sort of well, I think, went, I went, think, went down. I think in fairness, I understand what you're saying. But, but I think 
But with Blackpool, it was more a case of teams went there with the attitude of, fuck me, it's only Blackpool. Yeah, and yeah. then they got caught out. Yeah. Whereas we saw any team that went to Leeds last season with the idea that, well, we're a Premier League's outfit, these are just championship players. Yeah. They were caught out. Yes. A lot. Teams that went there and took them bloody seriously yeah. usually got a, uh, a result against them. I mean, we're talking about Phillips, Dallas... Uh, Harrison, Bamford. We haven't even talked about Rafina, <laughs> who was their top assist maker last season. Even Matthias Klitsch. I mean, he's a cracking player yeah. as well. Their team, what a spine. And they're only adding to it. It's one year It's one year improved. And I don't think a Bielsa team is going to suffer from yeah. a second season yeah. syndrome. He strikes me as the type of manager that, that would not be, he wouldn't stand for that. Look, a man of his age kneeling down, squatting on a, a bucket. thin bucket. <laughs> I mean, my knees are shot to yeah. hell. How his knees are still lubricated enough to help him rise is shocking to me. And yeah. I've always had a thing about managers who use interpreters. I've always, I've always thought, oh, come on, oh, no. really? But with Bielsa, it's something different. Because I always get this feeling that Bielsa's really just swearing like a trooper. And he's having to make it up. And, he, yes, and his, interpreter, like, and his interpreter's yes. just trying not to betray yes. what's actually being yes, said with his eyes. it was a good game you know. that both teams... Well, yes. that's, that's not really what was being said. No. So I've got Leeds okay. sixth. This one was a conflicting one, much like yours. Much like all of mine, because I've just realised I've said conflicting a lot. But we're from Northern Ireland. We're yeah. all conflicted. It's a, it's a legacy. It's our, it's our thing. It's our thing. Uh, and we're, you know, and we're legacy fans. We say conflict a lot. Yeah. So what's and, your last confliction then? My last confliction is Arsenal. I've got Arsenal in the seventh spot. Mm-hmm. I think not having Europe will help. Yeah. Party is going to be a massive player for them this season. Again, he, people forget that they signed him for quite a chunk of bread mm-hmm. last season. And we never really got to see that player because of injuries and the usual Arsenal nonsense. But they do have some good players there. Yeah. They've got they've got young lad Saka, you've got Smith Rowe. Party, I think, is going to have a better season this year, provided he can stay fit. He has the engine to to make a difference in that midfield for them. They do have a great striker when he's arsed. Yeah, they they do in I I just kind of got the feeling with Aubameyang, mm. a touch of the De Gea's. He got the money. He wanted He wanted to leave. Nothing happened. He ended up getting offered a ridiculous amount of yeah. money for a new contract because no one thought to maybe lessen it because mm. he was he had his eyes elsewhere. Yeah. And then he went, okay, thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm minted now. Yeah. Not that you weren't already. I know. But I suppose in, ter- in London terms, you were just about scraping by with the previous wage. Because London being an expensive city, I mean, if you can get, as you said, if you can get a Bamiyang back firing and all mm-hmm. cylinders, because Lacazette was their top goal scorer yeah. with 13. Scoring goals was a problem, but creating goals was a problem yeah. for them. But that's where I was not too sure were there in, in, in sixth or seventh, addressing the defensive issues, which they have. It's not going to fix everything. No. But as you said, start here. Stop conceding goals, you give yourself a chance. Well, they've, they've spent £75 million this summer with the biggest chunk of that going on Ben White. Yep. You're obviously offsetting the risk with Ben White, thinking that he's a young player, we're going to have him for yes. the long term. I'm just not too sure. Is Ben White the answer? Is, is, is he... it the answer now? Because I know Arteta wants Arsenal to play from the back and he needs that ball to come out from the back quicker, which was a problem for them last year, David Luiz. <laughs> he loves to hold... He, he loves came to, out quicker, he just didn't know where it was going. He, he loves to hold onto that ball and when he le- releases it, well, 
Your yeah. guess is as good as mine. Yeah. But you know, they did have a couple of players who were a bit too slow on the ball. They did have a lot of passengers. And one of those, but the thing is, one of those passengers for me, and I, I was very confused by the transfer in general, William. Mm-hmm. William created the, the most assists last season with five. I mean, that, that shows you just how yeah. badly off they were creatively. Have they solved that issue? I, I, in the transfer market, I don't see it. If, you're, if your best goal assisting player is a player who is not arsed, who, a lot mm. of, who doesn't want to be there, whose fans want them out, then you know that you've got issues. Yeah, but yet there was Lacazette scored 13 goals, Aubameyang scored 10, Pepe scored 10. So that's, that's still a chunk of goals that you've scored. Mm. Just William was only involved in five. And next from that was Smith Rowe with four. Yeah. And the thing, because again, we're going to harp on about defences, Arteta did improve them defensively, certainly on set pieces. Bar the semi-final. Go mm. Yeah, <laughs> bar the semi-final. <laughs> bar the semi-final. You know, uh, Arsenal on set pieces were kind of a bit iffy yeah. for a while there, but Arteta seems to, he does seem to have fixed that. They but only, that's it. it takes they, time. They only, they only conceded five set yeah. pieces last season, which astounding. Yeah. You know, a very good number. I just, just think they'll know. be there or thereabout. But I, I think overall, they have to be more consistent because they were dropping points. I think that's Arsenal's should, problem. Where they shouldn't have been. The way I see Arsenal's season panning out is they're going to have some good results, which people will maybe overreact to. Yeah, and then some like, bad results, and then they're going to have some bad results, which people are going to overreact to yeah. again. I, I just see them doing the exact same as the season we've just had. Yeah, where one week it looks like everything's ticking into place, the next week it's falling it, apart. It, it looks like they haven't played with each other yeah. before, and the overhaul that was promised hasn't really happened. Yeah. I mean, the, the absurdity of telling two players in Bellerin and Jacker you can leave, negotiating with two clubs, and then once they break down, offer both players new contracts. That's ridiculous. To, you know, it's like, what, why? You've just basically told me you don't want them there. I know. I don't think, I'm, I'm, I haven't read if Bellerin signed the contract. I know Jacker has, because Jacker's yeah. obviously got a brain. Yeah. It's like, thank you. That overhaul hasn't happened. Or it doesn't look like it's about to happen. And there's obviously a myriad of reasons for that. Yeah. I do know that today I did read that Arsenal accepted a £22 million bid for Willocks. Yes, he's off to Newcastle. Yeah, which I'm surprised by. Cause very thought, surprising. I'm surprised by that because he played very well for Newcastle. But then I say that, COVID finances... They need I'm, money. Well, they do because we have to remember that they took a loan out recently... Yes, to the, pay we are to, to, pay. to the tune of £120 million to the Bank of England... And the majority of that loan went to pay the previous £120 million loan that they took from the Bank of England last January. There's a problem there that they're not being honest with. Yeah. And there's always a bit of a sour taste in the mouth when you spend £50 million on a defender, and yet you told 55 people previously your jobs are gone. And one of those was poor Gunnosaurus. Oh, no. I mean, that, that's just that's cold. That's why Ozil was banished. He wanted to pay Gunnosaurus's wages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, when, when you bring Gunnosaurus into a PR battle, yeah. that, that tells you where, where how, low that, is. how yeah. low that club's going I know. in terms of ownership. I mean, Arsenal would be a great club if it wasn't for the owners. Yeah. That's the problem. Arsenal were a great club. Well, they were, yeah. Well, thank you very much for giving us your top seven, or in your case, your top 12, <laughs> well, 15 teams. I, I, was, I was trying to be diplomatic as best as possible, but the top five, we were very similar just with a few teams hmm. round. And I don't know whether I'm setting myself up for a fall here. You but are. I, I do think that this season, it's going to be a lot closer 
with all the teams and maybe that's just I've got the rose tinted glasses on again looking forward to the football and the belief of actually challenging from something well we'll know in December when <laughs> it, whether or not City are 22 points ahead of that's, everybody else that's, that's true but I think that's pretty good from two guys who are essentially just armchair fans uh, or in my case Wrexham's greatest ever manager yes let us know what you think please get onto our socials you can find us on Twitter Instagram Facebook give us a shout tell us what you think I've hit that fucking microphone again. This new studio setup is a... Is, You're just being so expressive. It's, it's playing havoc with my hands. I need to talk with my hands, but the problem is the mic's in the way, but it needs to be in there. I, okay, don't show off. TikTok dancer. Looks like something in Destiny's Child dragged up. But thank you very much. Please get on the socials. Give us your opinions. Who's going to have magically the same amount of points in the seventh spot, like uh, Henning's list here? Join us for part two, which will be out later on, which will be all about relegations. And thankfully, because it's only three teams that we have to talk about, probably shorter. So it'll be good for the ride home. It will be. Or the ride there, wherever you're going. People travel for all sorts of reasons. Work, affairs. Work affairs. (laughs) Yes, you just put them two together. So thank you very much for joining us. And thank you, Chris, for yet another wonderful wittering Yes. Utter, utter. Oral gold. Well, there's something about the oral gold, isn't there? It just. Yeah. Just slides off the tongue. Okay, we've we've went there. (laughs) Yes, we have. Not follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Search for Fans United Podcast.